Hi, I'm John David Booter, host of the hit podcast, Done Disappeared. We both know there are a lot of true crime podcasts out there. Crime File, True Crime Dump Truck, My Dearest Disappearance, Miscreant, Shovel and Pale, Generation Huh, Missing Megan Murphy, Professor's Little Kiss Ass, F-Town. But there's only one place to listen to me, John David Booter, put all of these shows in their place. Done Disappeared Season 3, coming January 20th, 2019. Seasons 1 and 2 available now. You won't be disappointed. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger and Amanda, of course. Uh, we're doing a little uh, solo thing today. Uh, we were just talking about uh, friends who are in open relationships and or porn stars and how uh, <laughs> having friends in L.A. Uh, just it just runs the gamut. Yeah. We just have all kinds. <laughs> creative, creative souls. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm like, I am involved in so much comedy now. Sure. Yeah. 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 Way more disgusting than porn. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yes. Yes. Well, sadder. Yes. Sadder. Really sadder. <laughs> What's so much Sometimes sadder. Sometimes I'm in the comedy so store like, sadder. oh, what am I doing here? Why, why is the, co- okay, am I allowed to, like, why is the comedy store so sad? Everything's painted black and it, uh, they used to murder people in the basement when it was a place called Ciro's. It's like cursed. Is it? Yeah, it's haunted. Okay. It just, I just, I feel like if I ran my hand down the side of the wall, there would be just as much grease as like a barbecue pit. Yeah. It looks that way. It's actually, they do clean it, but it's just, it's, everything's black. So even the bathrooms are black. Like the back, the back room, if you ever went back there beside, behind the, um, in the main room, the, the big one at the yeah. back, the backstage area back there that we are in, it's the bathroom's all black and it like all the seats are black and it's just, I mean, it's like the running joke is they made it that way so you could find your Coke. You oh, know? yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's probably true. Probably. But now everyone, I mean, everyone just pretty much smokes weed is the thing now. They yeah. go in the back and they, uh, the back little bench area, this outdoor area where you can smoke cigarettes and stuff and just, um, and just everyone just gets high. So like, uh, but, like that was another era, but it still looks the same. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, and then the whole you have to buy two drinks and they're horrible. Oh yeah. Not I'm not into that. Yeah, I never had to do that, which is lucky. But uh, um, let let me know when you go next time. I'll just put you in the list, and you don't have to buy anything. Okay. You know? Yeah. I it, it's it's been a minute because yeah. it hasn't been the most lovely experience. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. I'm, I'm gonna go to Dynasty Typewriter for the first time this week. That theater's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that on Thursday. Um, so that'll be cool. Because, but I heard parking there is horrible. Brutal. <laughs> Definitely take a lift. <laughs> okay. Take okay. a lift. Yeah. But yeah, so, so much comedy, so many weird friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I have. I'm trying to think if there's one other person I have who I'm like, that's your job, and it's a real job, and it's super weird. Oh no, I should have had that before I said anything. Um, I did. Uh, I did 50 first jokes uh, on Sunday, which is they do it in New York and here in Chicago and uh, all kinds of places. And it's traditional. It's your first joke of the year. So everyone tells their first joke of the new year. And um, uh, uh, my buddy John Roy was like, I, he was like, I just got back from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. That's comedy taking you. It'll take you everywhere you don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I laughed because it's like, it's an easy dig at Scottsdale. But like, it's just, it's so fucking true. All these places I started out flying to, I'm like, ah, 
I got to fly there. Why don't, can't I fly to, you know, and it's yeah. like, I'll find the fun wherever I go, but it's, it's, it's so true. Like when you're starting out, you're never like, oh, I get to go to Chicago oh, or, you know. I'm, I'm excited that we're going to Lafayette yeah. though and mm-hmm. Houston. I'm really excited. Yeah. Hence why my text messaging you has turned into every day. That's like my form of being excited. It's yeah. like, I will tell you every idea I have Please. ever because I'm so excited. Please. No, I'm, <laughs> Houston's a first place I headlined ever. You told me, I think yeah. that's so rad. And that's I've so never rad. been, I've never been to Lafayette. I've been to New Orleans plenty of times, but like never, that's the only place I've been in, in uh, Louisiana. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been to Louisiana. I want to go to New Orleans really badly. It's amazing. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, I also have to bring up the fact that this is essentially our first recording day of 2019. Yes, it is. Podcast has been killing it, and you ran into our patron saint today. Yes. Which I thought that was awesome, mm-hmm. is Saint Kevin Bacon. Yes. On, on like, the first recording day of the year. I, I do this little hike that goes up into the into the hills up by the Greek Theater, and then this, this dude I was walking behind just went up a different way. He went up this hill into this different hiking trail I've never been up. And I went up to, and it's, it's this amazing shelf where it just overlooks so much of the city. And I'm just, they're coming towards me, and I'm like, yep, that's Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> I think his name, his name is Kyra, the actress. Oh, yeah? Yeah, who's like, she was the, on The Closer. And she's done, she's done a million things. Amazing mm-hmm. actor. Sucks that I can't remember her name, but uh, they were they were walking by me with their dog. Yeah. Shoot. That was incredible. Shoot. Incredible. That's so lucky. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a good year. Yes, I'm is. so excited to tour more. I'm yeah, really like this me too. Book. That's going to be fun. Me too. Okay. Well, let's get going. Let's hear the first call. Uh, special episode dedicated to daddy issues. <laughs> nah. Okay. All right. Hey, what's up, Brunger? It's uh, Chad in Portland. Uh, it seems like a lot of people have been calling in with questions about their dads or dad-related stuff. It's kind of weird. It's like a weird trend. I don't know if it's the time of the year or what. But anyway, I got something for you. Uh, had some pretty serious health issues with my dad not too long ago, and I flew back home to stay with him for about a month until he got back on his feet and transitioned into retirement and stuff. But in doing so, looked up some of his military records to help him, help him get settled in with the VA. And it turns out he's full of shit about everything he did in the Army. Um, and I'm a, I'm an Iraq vet myself. Wow. And I don't know if he understands or knows that I know about his past in the Army and stuff like that and the lies that he's told, but it's really kind of bummed me out, and I'm trying to figure out a way to to get through it and figure out a way to come to like some common ground and maybe talk to him about it. But every time I talk to anything serious, talk to him about anything seriously, he gets pretty, pretty mad, pretty upset, pretty violent. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we live in different time zones for a reason. Anyway, I appreciate your help. I love your work. You're super funny. Much love to you, man. Thanks. Bye. Wow. Well, thanks for calling in Chad and, um, uh, shout out to Portland and, uh, Thank you for your service, sincerely. Um, God, that's that's so hard. I think uh, off the top of my head, look, I feel like on this show we get like a real good sense of people just when they're talking. Do you know what I mean, man? Like, yeah, like, definitely. He's, and it, yeah, he seems he's, together. This, he does. this dude seems like he's got his head on straight, and he's very. He seems like a very thoughtful person. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, has a good emotional core and yeah, and, yeah. And stuff. But you can tell like this is really heavy for him, Absolutely. and he's taking it Absolutely. very seriously. And 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 it's that's got to kind of burn your ass a little bit if if you uh, you served and your father just kind of lied about all the stuff that he did and in the armed forces. I I I think my first feeling is just maybe just maybe leave it alone because it doesn't sound like you're that close to him. It doesn't sound like. Uh, 
you need to be that close to him. I feel like you have probably a, a, a the 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 relationship uh, is probably as good as it's going to get, and that's not your fault. It sounds like it's his, and uh, you know. So I, I think I would kind of just you know like I'm I'm kind of cribbing from my therapist right now, where it's like when you grow up, you feel like you know I have to tell my parents everything, and I have to know everything. It's just like. There's certain things you keep from people and you'll keep them from them till the day you die and it's better for their sake. Where I feel like if you kind of just went and, and blew up this mess he's created, it's it's just going to send him into uh, an even worse angry spiral. And it's it's kind of, it sucks that he lied to you and it sucks that all, that's, that's all there. But I think in terms of what's best is probably just you know leave it alone i mean like don't let him necessarily uh lean on you too much or get away with too much or 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 uh be abusive any of that shit but like at the same time you know it's yeah i think i think it sounds like especially since he's older and he's heading into retirement it makes him upset it's just path of least resistance and maybe look at uh, look at why you want to uh, take this head on so badly. Like if you're, uh, if you, if the if your relationship with your father is already sensitive, you know, maybe. I mean, yeah, naturally, if this doesn't have to be put out there, if you realize you don't have to address it, it's not like a lost sibling you've now discovered. Yeah. It's not like like maybe. Well, you know, focus a little more on the positives while you have your dad. Yeah. In this time. And I, I feel like it's also, I mean, I just look at it from, I'm putting myself in, in, in his shoes a little bit where it's kind of like, uh, like I can imagine if, if that was my dad and he was like, you know, in my day, you know what we used to do. And you know, my back of your mind, you're like, fuck, you didn't do any of that. Yeah. shit. You know, and it'd be, there's a huge temptation to be like, I know dad, mm-hmm. I know you lied. And look, he, you might reach that point, dude. You yeah. might. And if you yeah. reach that point, then okay. If he pushes you that far and you, you just can't hold back and it's just like, this is enough. I've, I've had it with this, this lie that I've had to fucking swallow all this time. I get it. But it, it, if it's not like a thing that's coming up, it's kind of I'm like, look, I mean, look, you might have to be, if he's like, I need my VA benefits and you're like, dad, you're not a veteran. You don't have any. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you have to gets, tell him that, you got to th- tell I, him I, that. I mean, is it that? Is it that he... See, that was one of the... The only little catch I have with this question was, like, did his dad lie, like, have shin splints? Or oh. did his dad lie, like, he killed people? Or sure. did his dad just not even do military at all and I mean, said he was? I, 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 I think it's that on some level, at least. Because it's, if this if the son is talking about uh, filing, going through his, his VA files or whatever... Mm-hmm. Maybe he served, but maybe not to the degree that he did. That he that he said he did. Right. And if he so it's like a big fish. And you would yes, and, and you would you wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. From what I understand, you wouldn't get the level of 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 benefits if you if you'd done way less. Oh yes. From what I understand, yes. I'm yeah, okay. talking out my ass. No, I, I know mean, nothing hey, about yeah. military anything really besides my my relatives who were who were were and are in it. But like, you know. I know, so I know this is heavy, but my mind went to like having the conversation of back in my day, we went uphill sure. in the snow. Right. And that's when you go, hey, dad, you lived in Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure, exactly. Man, yeah. yeah. Or, it's, or but, there's no snow. Yeah. But it's, a, yeah. He seems like a great guy. Yeah. I mean, and it I'm, just sounds like he's trying to do the right thing. And just, I, I, I mean, I think we've given this advice before, but it's kind of like, don't, don't let his bullshit 
uh, smell up your day. Yes. You know, don't, it's not your bullshit, it's his bullshit. And it's, it's his, you know, you can close the door on that bullpen so you don't hear the bullshit, you don't smell the bullshit. It's kind of just like, all right, uh, I will take care of you to a degree, but as you put it, man, there's a reason you live in different time zones. Mm-hmm. And that's healthy. That's yep. healthy as, as, as anything. So anyway, man, I, I hope that helped you out. And um, uh, uh, I guess I'll probably see you around Portland. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, Chad. Hey, Matt and guests, I guess, and Amanda. I don't know. So Hi. my dad died about three years ago. And now that it's a little easier to talk about him just in casual conversation or whatever, I keep running into this thing with new like new friends or new coworkers or on dates or whatever, where sometimes I feel this like compulsion to clarify that he died. Um, I don't know. Honestly, it happens most when I'm talking about my mom in a way that seems like conspicuously singular, like where before I might've said my parents and now I'm just saying my mom. Um, I'm 27. So I feel like I'm young enough that, most people would assume divorce, not that there's anything wrong with having divorced parents or anything, but they very much weren't, and it feels, I don't know, disrespectful or something to even imply that accidentally. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess my question is just generally, like, when is the right time to to tell people that, like, I have a dead parent um and like is there is there a way to do it that just isn't a total bummer i don't know uh thanks wow that's that's a tough one i don't know oh i actually i i don't think i actually don't think this is that tough Mm, honestly um i i because i have friends whose parents have passed and i Yeah, I've gone through this a lot. I feel that, you know, when it's come time in your friendship or in your romantic relationship where it is time to talk about parents, you probably know them well enough where you're like, oh, yeah, my dad passed away, but he was great. And then talk about your mom in present tense and then talk about your dad in past tense, right? Like, oh, man, my dad, like, my dad had this pointer finger that was, like, this big and he was always, like, drive it down to the, you know, to the point. He was known as the finger, but Mm. not in a weird way. Now I realize that's a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I I I actually think that she's feeling a bit more pressure than actually needs to be there. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a big deal that he's passed, absolutely. But if you talk about him past tense and lovingly, that you know isn't that's like a great way to celebrate him. And whoever these friends, growing friends, potential friends are, would probably embrace it. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend who uh, father accidentally killed himself and my friend found him when my friend was still a kid and like uh he was cleaning his gun and it went off and like uh so and he the bright side of that is my friend never makes uh, misses a chance to make fun of the fact that he has a dead dad and my friend has very dark sense of humor but he's also one of the funniest people i know and uh he'd be like ah i love playing guess guess what this is clunk clink 
clink, what? Me playing catch with my dad. I'm throwing a ball against an urn. You know, and like uh, he he would be like, I'd go home to visit my parents, and my and he'd call me, be like, Hey, what's it like having a dad? Must be great having a dad. And like he would be at my parents' house and like like hugging my dad, and be like, Adopt me. And he's older than I am. Adopt me. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, I'm not saying do that, but. There is something to be said for getting ahead of it and just being like, well, my mom lives in blah, blah, blah. My dad's dead. Just say it out loud like that. You know, Mm -hmm. like make a joke about it or whatever. And it's probably way too early to be doing that. But it's like, just kind of keep that in mind. I mean, one of the biggest uh, lessons I learned from when my friends, this sounds terrible, but like I'm older than a lot of people who call in. Younger than some. Mm -hmm. But like uh, I, I have dead friends. And when my friends, quote unquote, started dying, when I, you know, it's inevitable in life. People just, they die. Um, it was a very, you, you fucking, why do I, you know, survivor's remorse. And you have that when your parent dies, for sure. Like, what, why do I deserve to live? And they deserve to die. There's no deserve about it. But the big thing to keep in mind is, what would they want you to be like about them being dead? If I'm, if I'm dead, I kind of want people to make fun of me. And I want people to just act like I'm still there and say the same dickheaded shit they would say if I was around. So I'm not saying say dickheaded shit about your dad, but just be like, oh, you know, like oh, my dad's dead, but he blah, blah, blah. And basically I'm reiterating what you just said, where it's kind of like, don't, you know, just, I I, I agree with you. I think she's, I think she's, she's overthinking it and overfeeling it. I mm. think, uh, sadly, it's a fact of life. Death is regrettably common. Everybody's life has been touched by it uh, or will. And so it's kind of like, well, and it's just, it's, it's really, uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't think the, the concept of funerals in a sense is very selfish because we're just like, oh, let's all kind of be sad together where I don't think people would want you to be. I think yeah. they would want you to have like the happy memories, you know, it's. Yeah. I know. like that thing of how, how would he want you to take it? Right. I like that. Yeah. That was good. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. Oh yeah. I hope that helps. Hey, Matt. A uh, big fan for a long time. Um, I have a serious question. My dad, like, back in, like, 2012, my parents split up, and it was kind of hard, and it, it sucked, and, you know, I got depressed and other things, but, you know, I, I got past it. But my dad, he's, he's very unsuccessful at dating. Like, uh, he got remarried, <clears throat> And it didn't last a year, and, you know, it was it was really unfortunate. Um, she just didn't really blend with the family. Um, and it, it, it wasn't anybody's real fault. It was just kind of two dissimilar people. Um, then he dated a couple other gals that were a little, <clears throat> a little off and a little problematic. Um, one of them he married after knowing for a month. Uh, and then they broke up after a month. Uh, I, I really don't know what to tell you on that one. Um, <laughs> then that was cute. Recently, he dated this one gal, and they both kind of agreed that they wouldn't get married because you know they'd been married a couple times before and it didn't work out. And they didn't. They just didn't want to go through the legal stuff. And they kind of figured, you know, if we like each other, we like each other. Yeah. Well. She really, she was wonderful and kind and nice, and I don't, I don't know what went wrong, but like I got a text today saying like, 
you know, I really appreciate your family. You all been great, but you know, I just, you know, we, it's been toxic and I, I don't know, you know, maybe whatever happens behind closed doors is, you know, that's, you know, a different thing, but I, for the life of me, I, I don't know what it is. You know, my dad usually seems really nice to these gals. You know, I don't know if it's him. Uh, I don't know if you could, if you could give me any advice on how to talk to my dad about this, um, it'd be greatly appreciated. I just, I don't really know, even know what my question is, is like, you know, how do I figure this out? How do I help him? You know, how do I, after every time he breaks up, he's, he's, he's kind of a wreck. Oh. Um, so yeah, if you can give me a hand on that, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks. I, I'm, that that's that's really hard, man, and I'm I feel bad for you. And I feel bad for your dad, but I, I I think I think that the the way one one thing I've learned, you know, being uh, uh as I as I get older, the older you get, the more you feel like you're sinking, the more you feel like you're fading away, and it's not you don't think of a dating as fun as you did when you were a kid. And I, I here's one thing I I, I fucking hate about society in, in general is that we stigmatize older people going on dates. We think it's like, oh, like you failed. You were in a marriage. It didn't work out. I mean, if a marriage didn't work out, it's not necessarily a failure. It's a good thing. Those people shouldn't be together. Uh, is that more of a failure than people who stay together their entire lives and hate each other or are not in love? Right. Jesus Christ. So I, I I think the best thing you can do is just uh, – I'm not saying run in when he got dumped and be like, swing and a miss, Lothario. <laughs> And uh, or something, uh, got some condoms. You're not using them, like nothing like that. But but err on the side of that to kind of let him know that it's not a big. This is not a big deal. It hurts. It sucks. But I'm sure your father, at his age, at least on some level, is looking at this as like these are all failures. What's wrong with me now? There could be something he's doing that's wrong. That's toxic. I don't know. I don't have all the information. But I mean, you haven't mentioned anything that any. I feel like you as a son would have seen something uh, in your dad's behavior that you're like, oh, he is doing this. He's abusive. He's being uh, mean. He's withdrawn from these women. I mean, it's hard. Dating is really, really hard. And uh, I look, at least your dad tries. I feel like most men just withdraw and say, I give up. I know men my age who are like, I'm done dating. And I'm just done. Men and women. I mean, at least your dad is, you know, uh, uh, putting himself out there. It's really what it is. It's 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 really hard to date because you're laid bare and you're with this person, and they at any moment can be like, "I do not want to be with you." Whereas when you're alone, that's never a worry. You're not going to break up with yourself. So it's it's there's there's no risk, but no risk, no gain. So I think your father should. I, I hope he keeps an open heart. I hope he's he's just leaves and he doesn't I hope each experience like this doesn't embitter him. And I think if you're looking how to how to help, I would kind of just like just add a little humor to the mix. Now look, I don't go in don't come in hot. Don't actually say you're batting a thousand Lothario high five, like <laughs> I said. But just something that uh uh I've I've said this before, but I remember Kyle kind of started me back on the road to recovery after t- a horrible dump. Uh, dumping that I had in Chicago where I finally showed up to a comedy show. I hadn't gone to one in like two weeks or something. And he's like, look who pushed aside all the piles of used Kleenex to be with us. What's up, you <laughs> sad fuck? And it was perfect because you needed to hear that. 
you need to hear that. Like, yeah, you're right. I was being a bitch. Damn it. You know? So like, it just, it, a little bit of, a little bit of humor, just to let him know that it's, it's just fine, man. It didn't work out. She didn't want to be with you and that's okay. You're, 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 you're better off than if she would have just been like, oh, I don't want to hurt him, but I don't like him anymore. You know? Uh, I have actually like a happy-go-lucky story in relation to there being hope because the fact that your dad keeps trying makes him sound like an optimist. Yeah. There is a there's a magician at the castle who is widowed for well over a decade now and didn't date and then finally met a woman he really likes and was telling was telling a group of us about cuz he's in his late 70s wow. late 70s and he found this woman and he was all like he was telling us about how great the internet is because he had to look up like how to have old people sex like safely <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and he's like you guys he was like there's so much information on the internet and man it's like it's like my college days again and he'd been widowed yeah. for a while a wow. wi- you know like yeah. widower widower yeah anyway yeah. and now he's like went online cool. got all like the safety pillows and stuff it's, and he's like he's yeah. like in love and going to town it's and just, it's, you know so if your dad's still an optimist and also yeah. therapy yeah. i mean I mean, so I just got broken up with three weeks ago and I start therapy next week again. I mean, we're like mm-hmm. a big proactive proponent of that. Yeah. And I'm really excited to start because, you know, no, my, not like I'm, I mean, I think I'm a great partner, but like I would like to be a better partner. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my perspective, my, 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 my therapist gives me so much perspective and it's so healthy. I always feel so much better walking out because there's no question if your dad is that wrecked after all those after that breakup and and he's hard to talk to it's like he's he's got no perspective and yeah. it's and it's hard for and it's I think the therapy notes the uh, the best one because you as a son you know he's not going to confide in you that much it just doesn't work that way not generally it, he would probably especially being a man he would take it as a blow to his ego that he has to be yeah. sad to his son where it's like, no, I'm supposed to be there for you. You're not supposed to be there for me, and and that's frankly bullshit. You yeah. Know? Uh, I my my dad and I it it kind of took forever for us to start. Like, just you, there's just this barrier between men that uh that I've found just speaking from my perspective, where it's like we don't often talk frankly to each other. We don't reveal vulnerabilities, and my dad would make every effort, and I was the one that was always sewn up. And I, because I was, I've never been good at being a person who's just like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" I just, I've been feeling real sad lately, you know, or whatever. Uh, but now, like, my dad and I have had these really cool conversations because we're both adults, and it's kind of great. And I mean, you know, I think look at it that way—that you're both adults now, so f- why not fucking hash it out? You know, have it, have it, have a sit down and be like chicks, right? Yeah. Come on, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. What's well, our uh, deal? What's, what? <laughs> it's all their fault. Am yeah. I right, Dad? No. Yeah, God. yeah. No. We're conspiring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> cool, but keep. Yeah, I think if you can keep him optimistic. Yeah, and, and I and I appreciate you not, you know, not knowing what the fuck to do. I don't, I don't think I would know either. It's just it's it's a lot. You're, you only have one dad. Yeah, journey you know? it. Together. Yeah. All right. Last question. Okay. Off uh, from your answer machine. That's embarrassing. I'll try to be more succinct. My question is: Should I get rid of the credit card that my dad has allowed me to have, but not my sister? Should I just cut it up and anytime he says to use it, I just ignore him? 
should I talk to him and say, hey, it's fucked up that you did this? Uh, should I just mail it back to him? What What should I do? I I hate confrontation, but maybe that's just because I'm uh, weak. No. Anyway, um, thank you. Bye. Dude, first off, no one's good at confrontation. I mean, some people, drill sergeants probably, but like, it's just, it's not even about being good. Everyone hates it. Hates it. Yeah. And that's weird. I'm assuming he's probably the same age as his sister. Yeah, they got, they have to be really close in age. And then it's like a blatant favorite. Did you see that YouTube video where it's a, this guy recorded it where he shows his parents got him a pack of gum and then got his sister a new car for Christmas. No. And he's like, oh, who's the favorite? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. Yeah. I feel like this is like credit card, nothing. Well, who's the favorite? And I think this is also like some, <laughs> some blatant sexism, too. Oof. Where it's like, I can't get this for your sister. She'd buy shoes Ooh. and drugs. You know, like <laughs> drugs. women. Yeah. You know, you're a man. You're can a I have boy. a credit you, card for shoes? You'd use drugs. the money on good things like <laughs> sensual massages and hookers. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, it's like just, it's got to be this thing where you just like, women can't use money. What would they use it for? <laughs> it's like the same thing as us, dad. Food, shelter, <laughs> and uh, massages. And massages. Maybe not sensual, but maybe. Maybe. Um, LA, I 2019. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> back to our friends. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh yeah, I uh, fuck. I would don't just cut it up. Uh, maybe I don't know. What do you, well, cu- well, here what cutting it up is so aggressive. Yeah. that's why. And then if like if you cut it up and send it to him, that's passive aggressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's don't do just, that. No, like, <laughs> um, I think talking to him about it is a good idea. And then after that talk. You know, whether your dad has had an emotional movement from it or not, you should give it back to him. Yeah, and I think also maybe talk to your sister. I mean, yeah. he's probably talking oh, to his yeah. sister about yeah. it already. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's, it's just... <laughs> or, or, um, or give it to your sister and just be like, right. all right, here's the deal. I'm confronting dad on this card, so... Yeah. Max it out. His, yeah, his dad is <laughs> like, then, why is he? And then we'll go and and I will own, I will own all of it. Be like, like, Dad, I maxed why, out this card. It's a bad idea for me. Why are you shopping at Anthropology so much? Oh my god! They only I looked it up. They <laughs> only sell women's things. Only like, like Victoria's Secret. They're going downhill. What are you doing there? Just plants the idea in his mind that his son is a, like it's a like drag getting performer. Into drag. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Oh man, and we just had Willem on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be perfect. I love it. I, I love drag. I, yeah, I, convince your dad you're getting into drag, and then <laughs> and then give him the card. Back. And then he has to call you. Oh uh, yeah, your dad just sees the oh bill, God. and that's how you have the conversation. I think I think the just the three of you have the conversation. You know, like like next time you're all in the same like. Room, don't use it, but like next time you go home for the holidays or you get together, it's just like, Dad, and, come on. And you have to be a hundred percent ready to give it to him. It's not, yeah. it's not even ready. No matter where the conversation goes, you have to give him back the card. Yeah, yeah, like, period. Yeah, I mean, this guy sounds like he's pretty self sufficient. Yeah, he's obviously yeah. doesn't need the card. He sounds it's, like he has himself together. He yeah. called earlier, and we have this problem sometimes if your voicemail is longer than two and a half minutes, it cuts you off. Yeah. So everybody, like, we want you to be, you know, as specific as you can, but just keep in mind, like, two and a half minutes is what you got. Right, so right. he'd gotten cut off, like, explaining some of the dynamics, but I feel like this okay. question summed it up. Summed it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so uh, yeah, talk to your sister and and confrontation sucks, man. But I, I just talked to my therapist about this today, so I'm ripping him off again. Uh, the thing you're worried about, the anticipation is always worse. What you're picturing in your mind is always worse than what's going to happen because you you might talk to him and he might take a second, be quiet for a second, and be like, you know, I never thought about that. You're right. I don't know what I don't know why I won't give your sister a credit card. And so, like, either you both get a credit card or you get none. And I think that's how, how it's got to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because worst case scenario, you get mad, you throw it like a ninja star. Yeah. Cut him in the head, go. dead. Right. And then no one, getting every, but nobody won. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I pictured. Like, being like, dad. Yeah. <laughs> like total Quentin Tarantino. I, I, I pictured him being like, no, you don't understand. My sister does, she buys nothing but hunting equipment. And he's, <laughs> she's almost bankrupted the, the household at certain points <laughs> buying buying compound bows and rifles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be, and it, and that it, would be so, that would be, gosh, what would be fun to see on that bill? What would be fun to see on that bill? Uh, 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 a can of scent lock. What's that? It's uh, you spray it so deers can't smell you. Oh yeah! And the theme song because we used to caption it. Uh, and a friend of mine, I'm doing my friend's act, but it, the, the theme song is "Be the dominant predator. You are invisible. You got scent lock. Like that's the. <laughs> so it's just like it's, oh yeah. The, like the ad is just a pair of swinging balls. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> swinging nuts. <laughs> All it is. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. That's so. She's funny. got scent lock. She's got like a, a home UFC ring. She's oh got, yeah. Uh, a curl bar. Yeah. Uh, like random spy equipment. Sure. That would be like. Yeah. Why does which? Like those those stupid like way too big knives when like you're a little boy you're like oh that one like oh, some yeah, dumb yeah. some this Rambo is knife. A knife yeah exactly yeah yeah, a, yeah, a oh, crocodile yeah that knife. would be like a useless knife mm-hmm. so heavy and then she gets like lavender belt bath salts and the dad's like see see huh? <laughs> dad that's one item <laughs> be like her muscles are sore after all of the pillaging <laughs> oh, oh. All the squat thrusts and the she power just, lifting she's done. She just needed to relax. It was a, it was a tough day of genocide. Yeah. She's killed a, an eight-point buck with her hands. Her shoulders are a little wrenched from breaking a, a fucking buck's like, neck. Women. Chick, so violent. So, that's what I hate about women. They're so manly. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here, you do it this time. Oh. Okay. No way. Okay. All right, everybody. As you know, this podcast is going on tour. So please reach out because to your venues and get on to us. The email is advice from a dipshit at gmail.com because 2019, we want to be all over this country meeting you. And yep. yep. Uh, take, we'll be taking like live questions at the show. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Phone number to call in is 323 323- yeah, seven six three zero two two eight. That's three two three seven six three. Why got my tongue twisting? Goodness, three two three seven six three zero two two eight. You do it so well. Goodness. <laughs> Our Patreon is advice from a dipshit. We've really been putting in content on that thing. We've got behind the scenes from when Matt was on um, Stand Against Evil. We've oh, yeah. got like bonus episodes for free up there too. So you guys don't, you know, just even if you throw us a buck, it really, really helps us out. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Uh, we're, we're, you can even um, tell it your Alexa now. Oh my gosh, we're on your Alexa. Like 
Tell your Alexa you want to hear advice from a dipshit, and she'll be like, absolutely. Tell a friend and rate, because that's how we can spread out and get ourselves on more live shows to come see you. So tell your friends. Subscribe. You guys are awesome. Social media is advice from a dipshit. Theme song is by Ben Wise. And yeah, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. Great job, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger.